Welcome to the Niners Nation podcast, or as the new name should be, the Tom Brady should have been a 49er podcast. Night and night here with you again, and Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, and we're not. Uh, that sucks. And we're going to talk a lot about that because it feels like that was an inevitable thing that we really missed out on. But with me, as always, is Leo Luna of 49GM. How are you doing, man? Um, I'm doing 50-50. And I say 50-50 because I got 50% of the results I wanted yesterday. Uh, I did not want to see the Packers in the Super Bowl. That's just nothing against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, As a quarterback, he's fantastic. It's so much uh, more about the Green Bay Packer fan base. I I can't stand those guys. Tampa Bay, I don't think I know anyone personally that likes the Buccaneers. Uh, So I'm okay with it. And then it was the... Where it's the downside is seeing the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, and I'm just gonna have to go through this two weeks of nonstop Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Tyron. I don't need to go further, but yeah, not gonna be fun. So 50 50. They are the Warriors of the NFL, and we should have beat them last year, but we have a special guest this week. It's Angelina Martin of the Turlock Journal and the 49 Carats Podcast. How are you doing today? What's up? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm doing actually a little worse than Leo because I had a Bills-Packers Super Bowl as my prediction, and so that didn't really turn out for me, so I have no ba- bragging rights anymore. But uh, I'm excited to be here at least. It's, it's a good way to start my week and a good way to – kind of let people know about the 49 carats podcast we should be dropping our first episode next week so keep an eye out for that absolutely tell our tell our guests just a little bit about your podcast you and your co-host what you guys are doing and you know i'm very curious i want a lot of people to know about yeah so this is an endeavor that uh it's a 49ers goldmine production and i started this with my co-host we're each other's co-host stephanie sanchez you might know her as at stragosaurus she's not a dude she's just a lesbian that likes to talk about football and i freaking love that girl we're so excited to start this and kind of uh, provide some 49ers news information hot takes from a female perspective because that's not around a lot especially in the podcast realm and we kind of just want to you know give give our fellow women a, a good name and show that we know sports too absolutely totally and I think that's what I, I wanted to bring you on here I wanted to hear some I wanted to give people a little preview of what they'd be checking out with your show so I mean we're super happy to have you here. We're not super happy that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again. I think uh, I, I think I am because of like this idea of this man being so great that he can overcome literally anything. But at the same time, I remember all these stories from the offseason. You know, Tom Brady wants to be a Niner. Kyle Shanahan wants him there. You know, and then some of the stuff that's come out over the last couple of days makes me think that this was actually what was meant to happen. So let's talk a little bit about the man, Tom Brady. You know, what do you guys think? We'll start with you, Leo. What do you think would have happened? Like, do you think that that Tom Brady sets this team back into the Super Bowl against this Kansas City Chiefs? Um, that That's hard to say uh, when you're talking about any theoretical situation. So I'm going to try to take the Homer side of myself out of this equation because mm-hmm. I do believe the 49ers have a better pound-for-pound roster than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But when I look at it from how Green Bay lost that game, it was basically Murphy's Law. 
that got in their way. Uh, a Hail Mary at the end of the second quarter there. Um, a drop two-point conversion. Your star running back fumbling after a, a, running a drag route. Your head coach taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and kicking a field goal with just over two minutes left and not letting Aaron Rodgers have an opportunity. And I and I said that their receiver dropped St. Brown, the two-point conversion. Well, if he didn't, that's a seven-point game at the end. They're not kicking a field goal. They're going for it on fourth down. So it's Murphy's Law, kind of what got in their way. Unfortunately for them, it wasn't the Murphy's Law when the 49ers played the Steelers in 2019 since the 49ers overcame that. Yeah, they played Mason Rudolph, but hey, they still overcame it. Uh, So I don't see it so much as like, oh, Tom Brady, he was just a god and he led Tampa Bay back into the Super Bowl for the first time since they beat the Oakland Raiders. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the second half. Like he tried his best Nick Mullins impression to bring the (laughs) Packers back into that game in the second half after an 18 point lead. So I don't see it so much as as Tom Brady per se, maybe in a Kyle Shanahan offense where he's not throwing a deep ball, 20 yard plus pass every two plays like you do in an Arians offense uh, could help out Tom Brady to where he doesn't have all those interceptions. Uh, The 49ers did have a crazy amount of injuries. He still would have been out with, uh, with Kittle for a long time, Mostert for a long time, Debo for a long time. Uh, so I don't really know how Tom Brady would have held up. I think the offensive line gets kind of overblown with this 49ers team to where Tom Brady still could have won a lot of football games. For instance, that Eagles game where Nick Mullins might as well have handed it off to the Eagles linebacker on that pick six. <laughs> so I just think like, yeah, the 49ers would have got in the playoffs. But to say that they win three road games like Tampa Bay did, I'm just not sure just because the amount of injuries the 49ers had this season was was horrific compared to Tampa Bay. They were pretty much all besides their secondary, their safeties at full strength. Absolutely. As much as I think that, you know, we've beaten this dead horse that is the 49ers need better quarterback play. I think this was just kind of the season from hell as soon as Nick Bosa got hurt. But I mean, I feel I feel like and Angelina, you can confirm this with me. I feel like we are looking at a situation where the Niners are probably there with the Bucks in the NFC Championship or with someone else in the NFC Championship uh, because just of how good Shanahan is when he has a decent quarterback. Yeah, I kind of piggybacking off of what Leo said, you know, Tom Brady didn't necessarily, I know he's in all the headlines from that NFC, or uh, yeah, the NFC, sorry, I'm used to him in the AFC <laughs> from that championship game, but really, did Tom Brady win that game, or did the Packers lose that game at the end of the day? Because Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense had so many chances uh, to come back and win. You saw him on the sidelines saying, get get me a stop, and he didn't do anything with those defensive plays that um, his team was making. So I think it you know, seeing those throws that were uh, that both Brady and Rodgers were getting off in the first half, it was impossible to think, not think, what if that was on the 49ers and what if we had that same passing game? But again, the injuries, it's the hypotheticals are difficult. You know, I don't think I think we would have seen a playoff team with Tom Brady. Um, I don't know if they would be going to the Super Bowl just because of the injuries, but 
you know, without those injuries and with him having the weapons of Ayuk, of Debo, of Kittle, it would have been amazing. And I, I think that, yeah, um, Tom Brady would have produced the same results. So there's a lot of hypotheticals that you can throw around um, at the end of the day. Tom Brady is a quarterback that does make a difference no matter what team he's on. And I think we would have seen the same for the 49ers. And he's absolutely, I mean, he's the greatest of all time for a reason. I'm sorry, Niner fans, if you're going to hate on me on Twitter, do it at Niner and 849. But uh, <laughs> it's not Joe Montana anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Like, he is the second greatest of all time. But Tom Brady has proven once again why he's the greatest of all time, what he did, whether or not he threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship. He found a way to leave the AFC, go to the NFC, and immediately go back to the Super Bowl. And, I, and it's crazy to think that, you know, whatever, you know, we want to talk about with the injuries and stuff, the fact that the Niners were in on this Tom Brady race, they were the other team to the Bucs, um, and Shanahan does want to move off Jimmy Garoppolo, contrary to what a lot of the people on Twitter will tell you. Specifically, going with this story that broke about, you know, a couple hours before recording, I just want to talk about this, and then we're going to turn this into the Matthew Stafford podcast. Because, oh, I got a lot to say. Um, so today, Albert Breer came out and basically said that Jimmy Garoppolo's name had come up in the divorce Buckner trade. So this is before Tom Brady signs anywhere. I'm pretty sure this means that Tom Brady's going to be their guy. I mean, what does this make you guys think? You know, we'll start with you, Leo. Like, the fact that Garoppolo's name was in trade talks way before this season, when we, we've said pretty much since the beginning of this show, I mean, me, I guess, you came in halfway through, but and that was right when we started turning on our boy Jimmy because he was awful this year. But I like to say that this was Jimmy's last year to truly, truly prove it. This was it. It was it was put up or shut up, and he shut up. You know, there was nothing nothing he did this year was above average, and I think that was the big thing. But thinking back now to right after the Super Bowl and knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo's name was in the trade for DeForest Buckner, I mean, what does that make you feel about what we saw this season and then also what we see going forward? So for me, it's, it's a little unclear uh, on what Albert Breer said. Did the Colts bring up his name and the Colts say, hey, like, what do you guys want from Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's let's get them both, Buckner and Garoppolo. Um, and the 49ers kind of said no. And if the 49ers said no, why did they say no? Or did the 49ers bring up Jimmy Garoppolo themselves to see what they could get for Jimmy at that time? Uh, considering Indianapolis was pretty desperate at quarterback since they signed Philip Rivers, who's basically a, a statue back there. Like l people call Jimmy Garoppolo a statue. Oh my God. What is Philip Rivers in? The, Rivers is the base of a statue. Uh, you're not moving the base of a statue. You could move, say the top of a statue that could get knocked down fairly easy, but the base you're not moving. And that's what Philip Rivers is. And when I look at it, it's how realistic was it? Because if they moved on Jimmy Garoppolo at a, from a trade perspective, they would have been saving $21.1 million uh, last season in 2020, the 49ers, that is. Mm -hmm. And then when I look at Tom Brady, he would have been the obvious replacement. That's the only reason why they would have shipped Jimmy Garoppolo at that time. It was for Tom Brady or maybe Dak Prescott, it, if that was an option. But you look at Tom Brady's cap hit, it was 27.8 this current season since they're still playing. For, for the 49ers, it's last season. For the Buccaneers, it's this season. Uh, it's 27.8, which is about $6.7 million off. It, you got you to gotta find that difference uh, to make that deal happen. And those front offices during that time, they understand like, hey, 
there's a possibility of the season uh, not happening with fans because COVID, like the whispers were already out with COVID. And so you don't know if you're going to be able to make that $6.7 million happen, depending on your current players, depending on it makes that Kittle extension a lot harder to maneuver. It also, Prague likes to make the first year deal a lot smaller than the second year. Well, then if you do that, like how much is Tom Brady willing to go down? And then get that year two, you're going to be in like cap hell at the quarterback position. So it was just very, very fluid to to make that decision. Yeah, we could look at hindsight 2020 uh, and say, oh, my God, the 49ers should have did that without a question. But I was one of the people at that time to say, no, like Jimmy Garoppolo just went 13 and three as a starting quarterback. He you know, led the team against the Saints with his arm, and that was a fabulous game. Had two big plays against the Rams at home that won that game. Played really well against Seattle. I bring up those games that are in the back half of the season because he didn't play pretty well in the playoffs. We all know that. Um, so you look at those games in the regular season, you say, hey, maybe he has a better chance at the playoffs the following year compared to getting a 42-year-old quarterback that you kind of, have a bunch of fluid situations that you got to try and figure out. And what what was going to be the return from India as well? A, a third round pick, maybe, uh, or at that time, a second round pick. So there was just a, it was too big of a circumstance. It's just too many moving parts to make that deal happen. If I had to take a guess on it, I would probably say Andy brought up his name because everybody talks. They might have heard that the 49ers are interested in looking at Tom Brady. So they might have thrown out the name. Hey, what's so? Uh, what are you guys looking for in Jimmy Garoppolo? If Tom Brady was the best option that wasn't named Jimmy Garoppolo, and they picked 31st, and now we're going into a season where they picked 12th, I mean, you have to start thinking if his name came up at all. They, like, as much as Twitter wants people to believe they're not, I think they have to be evaluating the, the quarterback position. I think that. You know, if there's a guy that they can draft or whatever, if if Tom Brady wasn't the guy, if, I mean, a 42-year-old quarterback, maybe he's not the guy. You know, we saw that he is this season, but, I mean, maybe next season he's not. They have to be, you know, looking at the quarterback and, like, what do you think, you know, is going through their minds right now watching Tom Brady being like, well, we messed up there. We have to figure this out now. I always like to look at what we know, and what we do know is that, uh, before the Jimmy G trade happened, Kyle Shanahan was all in on Kirk Cousins. You know, he he shied away from Deshaun Watson because he wanted Kirk Cousins, and that was his guy. So um, I think seeing what Jimmy did in 2017 and then what's happened since, you know, we have a guy who's only been here for one full season. I think you have to. I think there's just as much as people want to say that that Jimmy is the guy and he he led us to the Super Bowl, quote-unquote, led, um, mm-hmm. you have to look at what else is out there because there's still a lot that really is unknown with Jimmy G. And this is the 49ers' window to win. And you want to go with a quarterback that's going to give you the best chance to win. And knowing what we know and the style of, of quarterback play that Kyle Shanahan tends to uh, gravitate towards – I think it's an, a no-brainer, and I know we all kind of feel the same way that, yes, they're 100% looking to upgrade. I'm sure they were looking to upgrade last season as well, despite what happened, um, despite going to the Super Bowl. I think there's always an opportunity to get better, and when 
that when there's a chance to to cut some money and maybe take a chance on someone else that yeah i i think you have to and then sticking with this you know before we get to you know the main topic of the of the day with jimmy garoppolo if they do trade him i think a lot of people are thinking they're going to cut him i think i've said on twitter they're going to cut him a lot i think that that's probably a possibility what do you think is something that if they got back would be worth it like what is the pick you know i think it's probably a third pick um, a third round pick would be what what is good, but like I don't see them getting a first or a second for a guy who, you know, it feels like the team's kind of given up on. There was a lot of hype around him at the end of last season, you know. Um, despite despite what the stats show, he, he was a, a Super Bowl quarterback. So I agree with you. I think he's probably maybe worth a third round pick, but I wouldn't have been surprised if if a second got tossed in there just because of what people were saying about him at the time if that makes sense. No, it does. I, and that's the thing is, like, I, I, I've said a million times on this show that, you know, we, he deserved that chance. The chance that they gave him this season, whether or not it went as bad as it did, which, you know, even Rob, who also does a show on our network, said, has said so many times, you know, when Bosa went down, it pretty much changed the Super Bowl hopes. And I think that the defense played really, really well despite the fact that Nick Bosa wasn't on roster uh, for most of the season. But, like, without a quarterback, you can't do anything. And I think Niners have this um, envy. The Niner fans, I'm sorry, have this envy for for Patrick Mahomes because we got beat by him in a Super Bowl. And, you know, when you watch our quarterback and you watch um, – I recently watched an interview with, with Frank Clark after the Super Bowl last year where he said, you know, they just wanted to do checkdowns all day. You know, and we, j- we held them down to 200 yards on checkdowns. And I think that's the thing is with Jimmy Garoppolo, it limits Kyle Shanahan's offense. And when you when you can get to the Super Bowl so easily, I think, in the NFC right now, because Seattle and Green Bay and now New Orleans is going to fall off a cliff. You can get there pretty easily for at least for the next couple of years, because the elite quarterback is named is named Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And neither of those teams have defenses and you have a defense. You're going to be in the talks for the Super Bowl every single year, no matter what. So. Why not spend a little extra money, maybe lose some of the depth pieces you have and go get a quarterback? And I think that's something they need to be looking at right now. And if if it is Jimmy again, they cannot, absolutely cannot put out a guy who is not the future of the franchise. Yeah, well, we saw in the Super Bowl, we had an elite defense, in the, or the 49ers had an elite defense in the Super Bowl. Um, it all came down to who had the biggest gun at quarterback and you can't compete against Mahomes if you have a tiny little I don't know I don't know my gun terms but a tiny little gun you know <laughs> BB gun yeah a BB, BB gun. gun I don't want to I give was, me a I BB was... gun but <laughs> um you know, like like a nine millimeter yeah ex- yes yes like one I would keep in my purse that like you know can fit in the palm of my hand versus like a a 20 gauge shotgun or something you know Patrick Mahomes is a shotgun. He's going to be there every single year, just like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Craven Durant. They were there every year. And it was down to who could do it. And it took the greatest of all, you know, not the greatest of all time. The greatest and the most recent to beat them in LeBron James. I'm sorry, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Do not yell at me. LeBron stands are going to come for you. (laughs) LeBron is not the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan is. After watching The Last Dance, I realized that. Anyways, but and it took LeBron coming in to beat him. And I think that's the thing about this Super Bowl is I think Tom Brady can beat Patrick Mahomes. But then if Patrick Mahomes wins again, and now he has two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, 
And next year, the 49ers are right back in it. They're in the NFC Championship. And they have Jimmy Garoppolo out there. I do not think they can get back to the Super Bowl. And if they do get back to the Super Bowl, it will not be as close as it was the first time. Right, Leo? So if the 49ers get back to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo against the Chiefs? Yeah, I don't think it'll be as close as it was. Um, yeah, just because you would figure the 49ers... 40... getting better. Yeah, he, he's getting better, and you would figure the 49ers don't have the same pieces as they did in 2019 uh, if they keep Jimmy Garoppolo because they're going to have to lose a few players. They're going to have to lose uh, possibly a Jason Verrett, possibly a Kerry Hyder, just because of you have to make the cap fit. Unfortunately, in the NFL, there's a salary cap to where you have to be under. <laughs> it's not NBA to where you could go in the lottery tax, or it's not the MLB to where you could, you know, you could go in the luxury tax. They have two different terms. The NFL doesn't have any terms. You, it's a hard cap, and you have to be below that number. And with Jimmy Garoppolo making the amount of money he does, uh, it's just not. You're gonna not have those same pieces as you did in 2019. So let's get into our main topic for today. And that is that the man, the myth, the Detroit legend, Matthew Stafford, has decided that he is going to finally request his trade out of the hellhole that is Detroit and Martha Ford and everything that is going on with that team over the last couple of years because they just, they are perennially awful. I don't know what it is. They have a great quarterback, but they just can't run the ball. They can't do anything no matter who had their head coaches. Detroit is one of those teams that nobody talks about because they just have never put it together to even just make the playoffs. But they have this guy, this quarterback, who is actually, I would say, probably top six, top eight quarterback in the league who has put up numbers every single year, has a cannon for an arm, makes Patrick Mahomes-type plays, is able to manipulate a pocket. It looks like he's going to be able to be had. And so... When we're looking at these quarterbacks that the 49ers are going to have opportunity at, the Zach Wilsons, the Trey Lances, the Sean Watson, and you look at who's going to be the cheapest long-term, or short-term, I guess, Matthew Stafford seems to be the best option for this team that is still currently in a Super Bowl window to make it back. So the question comes down to, are you willing to give up pick 12 to go get Matthew Stafford, potentially more than just pick 12, if you're looking at the teams who need quarterbacks, like the Colts, you have the most satiable piece. And I think that is a lower, I guess higher, technically, draft pick in 12. Would you give up 12 for Matthew Stafford? 100%. You have to. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> that was a hyperbole. But, um, yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford, it's like the 49ers are missing a quarterback and Matthew Stafford is missing a team that's good. We're missing a quarterback that's good, and Stafford is missing a team that's good. And if they just come together, it's going to be beautiful. Um, he's an elite talent. I think I'm pretty sure he's like eighth ranked eighth among all quarterbacks for deep passes or something like that. I don't know the exact statistics, but um, in Kyle Shan in Kyle Shanahan's offense, it would just be explosive and. This is like the first name. I know we've talked about Deshaun Watson, but this is the first name that's come up, a veteran quarterback that gets me excited because it's a real possibility and he really is that good. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I'm fully on board with Stafford Francisco. 
Oh wow! Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make that a thing here. Staff podcast. It's it's really hard to say. Um, saying it out loud, much easier to read it. Um, <laughs> I feel like when you look at it now that Stafford's gonna go ahead and leave Detroit, they already came to an agreement. Now they're obviously gonna pick a quarterback. Those top four quarterbacks are gone when San Francisco is picking at pick twelve, and that means you're going into another year with check down, not even check down Jimmy, just short yard, non air yard Jimmy, negative air yard Jimmy. Like, I like the guy, but you know, we, we could call a spade a spade. It's fine. And now that means you're going to have to trade up if you want one of those top four guys. Because if you don't get one of those top four guys, that means you're getting Mac Jones, which, yeah, he's cool, but he's basically Jimmy, but with a better deep ball. And then Kyle Trask, who has a noodle arm he can't he can't really throw outside the numbers so you're stuck with those two guys uh and then it's gonna cost you a lot more to trade up to get one of those top four quarterbacks i would imagine than it would cost you to get matthew stafford by giving up because you trade up for one of those four quarter you're giving up pick 12 and then you're probably giving up another first year or minimum second year and that's on a risk if trey lance is even the guy or if he's even gonna make it out into the league compared to Stafford. You already know who he is. I look at rookie deals as first round rookies, I guess five years minimum. Stafford's got five years minimum of pro bowl level football. So I'm going to rather take that risk, give up that 12th pick and go get Matthew Stafford. And it could also help you retain some of the free agents that the 49ers have or make a type of uh, have that, capital to make a trade as well if you want to do that for another player because by getting rid of Jimmy whether he's traded or cut before the draft or before June 1 whichever you want to look at it and getting in staffers and to save the 49ers 4.4 million that's basically almost a full Harry Carry Hyder contract I, I'm gonna go ahead and do that uh, what do you like would you do that Nate I, I know you're like pretty desperate for quarterbacks more than any <laughs> Uh, anybody else I've seen on 49ers Twitter like you're the opposite of the Jimmy Stan you're more of anybody but Jimmy so would you give up the 12th pick I think I'd give up the 12th pick and a third pick for him personally I've been thinking about it a lot like what it would take to get Stafford and I think that you're easily you and the Colts are the two most attractive destinations for Matthew Stafford and I think that the 49ers are a slightly more attractive destination because they have Kyle Shanahan because they have you know, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate the Colts wide receivers, but they're not Ayuk and Debo and Kittle. It's just not, there's no, there's no comparison there. The defense is good in Indianapolis. The thing about the Stafford thing is uh, I, losing this idea of in my head that I wake up every morning and see Zach Wilson in a 49er jersey and, you know, want him there, that goes away with Matthew Stafford. Every and I, I think every morning, yes, I'm obsessed. It's unhealthy. <laughs> Um, I told you he's the opposite of a Jimmy Stan. (laughs) (laughs) And so that idea going away, sure, you know, it sucks. But I think, you know, bringing Stafford on this roster and knowing you're probably going to have him for, you know, four to five, maybe even six years, depending on if he does, you know, if he's able to continue, you know, what a lot of these older great quarterbacks are able to do. He's also been injured a lot. But I think Stafford comes in. You have a team that takes you to the Super Bowl. Stafford is the quarterback who can actually win a Super Bowl against Matt, against the great Patrick Mahomes. Well, and real quick, do you take account that Jimmy was a quarterback of a team that got to a Super Bowl 
compared to Matthew Stafford that's 0-3 in the playoffs? No. Nate? <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. I don't, I don't think. Okay. I don't... I'm the same way. This is the reason why I bring that up. <laughs> Both of them have three career playoff starts under their belt. Stafford, I'm going to give his numbers first. 63.2% completion, 302.7 yards per game, four touchdowns, 387 or three INTs, and an 87.8 quarterback rating. Now we shift our focus to Jimmy. 63.8%, pretty identical. 106.8 yards per game. So it's almost to a 200-yard difference. Two touchdowns, less. Same amount of INTs. And a 75.9 quarterback rating. So yeah, Jimmy was in the Super Bowl. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not a stats guy. I don't really like throwing out stats that much. But when the stat fits the shoe... Jimmy got led to the Super Bowl. He didn't lead He's Rex Grossman too to the Super right. Bowl. I've been saying. The dude He's... in three games has a hundred and six point eight yards per game compared to Stafford, who put the team on his back at over three hundred yards per game. Well, and think about this. Um, I know Matt Stafford right now is comparable to Matt Ryan before he was a piece in Shanahan's offense. Imagine what Stafford could do in Shanahan's offense. Look what Matt Ryan went from and turned into in Shanahan's offense. Um, I know that was a while ago, but you have to look at, look at that and just imagine the possibilities. And I know that's what we do. Uh, we, we talk about the hypotheticals and that would be one hell of a hypothetical. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it's almost the same timeline from their age in their career. Um, because we look at Matt Ryan now, he's about 37 years old and we look at Matthew Stafford, he's 32. So this is Shanahan's fourth year, so that means staff or Matt Ryan was what 31, 32 when he won MVP and won the Super Bowl. So Stafford's right there as far as the age level of when Matt Ryan did it. So yeah, Stafford could do it too. He's he's in his prime with quarterbacks lasting so long. He has a minimum of five years. He could last eight or nine. That's just depending on his personal pride or his personal. Uh, hunger if he wants to keep going but he has a minimum five that means he's retiring at 38 tom brady is 43 i know matthew stafford isn't tom brady but tom brady is 43 like the the longevity of quarterbacks is severely overlooked i think uh when we're talking about a 32 year old quarterback you know people people are thinking about the younger deshaun watson and i know that's a big shiny prize but matthew stafford still has a lot of years left of good qb play if san francisco is evaluating the quarterback position like we've been saying they are in this offseason that feels like it has been three years, but it's actually three weeks. Um, why would you not look at Stafford to potentially run this offense, come in, immediately run this offense, and have the talent there? And then, you know, say you go to the Super Bowl, you win, all right? So the 49ers are Super Bowl champions at the end of this year. They're picking 32, and Matthew Stafford is the quarterback. You don't have to go quarterback again. That's the thing is you can kind of run and see where things go. And when they have an off year where Stafford gets hurt or something happens to the team Don't and they have that. a bad Don't year. Don't say that. Come on. No. Okay. Come on. Listen to, listen to my point. <laughs> from Jimmy G. The year that you pick the lowest, because you're not going to pick very, you know, I'm sorry, highest, stupid draft. The year that you pick the highest will be the year that you go quarterback and you potentially get Stafford's, you know, Stafford's replacement. But the thing is, is what Stafford does is 
he allows you to hold off this quarterback frenzy that Twitter has been for this the last season, basically. This the, the quarterback frenzy kind of stops for a couple of years. And yes, Stafford isn't a long-term solution like Zach Wilson could potentially be, but he allows this team who is built to win Super Bowls, not Super Bowl, by the way, Super Bowls. They were better than Green Bay this year. Oh. If, if Even with Jimmy Garoppolo, they were better than that Green Bay team we just watched on Sunday. They're probably better than Tampa Bay either. But the thing is, is Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and I think that he just finds ways to win no matter who he's on. And I think that game is a lot harder without Nick Bosa. But they would be probably in the NFC Championship even without Nick Bosa. They probably lose with Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady or over, you know, whatever. My point is that with Stafford, I don't care what it costs. As long as it's not multiple first-round picks, you go do it. So the question I ask you guys now is if we are now, it's April, right? Stafford is traded to the Indianapolis Colts, and it was for their first-round pick this year and their first-round pick next year. How mad are you at the 49ers front office if they do not go quarterback in the let me start with you, Leo. Um, I I feel like I would understand it, if you're like not willing to give up two ones for Trey Lance and then some. Like, okay, while I like Trey Lance, there is stuff that concerns me with him. I'm although I'm not 49er scout level. I just go based off what my eyes tell me. I'm not Shanahan uh, <laughs> from what he sees from the quarterback position. But I don't think I'd be too mad if the 49ers didn't give up two ones for Trey Lance. Because if you're giving up two ones, I would rather give that to Matthew Stafford, quite honestly. And so the four quarterbacks are going to be gone by 12. I'm going to keep pounding my hand on the table on that. And so I'm okay with a Gregory Rousseau as a as an edge rusher and possibly try to find an alternative to upgrade the quarterback position. Because like we said, if Jimmy's in there, yeah, it's, we hate watching that offense from a fan perspective because now everyone looks like gadget bullshit, as you like to say. And You're getting bleeped today, not me this time. So then when I look at it is upgrade the, the quarterback the position. Go get maybe a Tyrod Taylor or Andy Dalton to back up Jimmy so that Kyle Shanahan doesn't get completely screwed if Jimmy goes down for the third out of four seasons. Um, I would be okay with that. It's just, yeah, it's not what I want, but I kind of I understand the territory. Uh, don't mute me here, Nate. But I understand the territory of where they would be at if they're not able to swing a Stafford trade, if Rodgers isn't on the market, and if... Watson somehow decides that he wants to give it another year with Houston. I, I would understand. Basically, is all I'm going to say. Do I want a quarterback? Absolutely. But I, I like to see the picture painted before I make an opinion on how mad I would be. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, um, I've said this a million times, but there are so many scenarios that could play out where it's like there are so many different options at quarterback for the 49ers this offseason. And realistically, they none of them could play out, you know. And so, like Leo said, if they don't get a quarterback that's already proven himself like Stafford or like Watson or, or I guess we're throwing Rodgers' name in there just for fun, um, it's hard to to trade away 
you know, multiple picks to move up in the draft and, and bet on an unknown. So I hate to say exactly what Leo said, but he's right. Like I would be unamused, but I'm not going to fault them for, for going, for not going that route for, you know, maybe taking an edge or, or even a cornerback, you know, with that pick. So, um, I guess mad wouldn't be the word that I would be. <laughs> I'm about to go off. Just so you guys know. Let's go. Okay. So here's the deal. If you're San Francisco and you have looked to upgrade this position since you came in, you came in with, okay. <laughs> Brian Hoyer was the starting quarterback of this team when we took over and we, we, we gave them a pass. Brian Hoyer stinks. You know, it's whatever. They take CJ Beathard in the third round. He sucks. They get Jimmy Garoppolo. He becomes the new starting quarterback. The, the, the promise of Jimmy Garoppolo is really exciting, right? The year after that, you notice something in that Vikings game opening the season that there's a little some problems. The following week against the Lions, you notice there's some problems there, whatever, we'll see. The following week, he tears his ACL, he's out for the season. The next season he comes back, you start to notice little things here and there. And the first time I think a lot of fans finally realized it was when he throws a pick straight to Kendricks that was like literally like, hello, Kendricks, you are my friend. Here's the ball. And when he does that, and then Kyle Shanahan says, okay, you know what? It's gadget bullshit time. And so basically they run the ball and they run the ball and they do gadget bullshit and they kill the two teams and get to the Super Bowl. And then we notice while both quarterbacks did not play well in the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo played one of the worst fourth quarters I've ever watched in my entire life. And I'm not someone who goes on Twitter and likes to blame calls and referees for all that crap. So I gave them the pass. It's the Super Bowl. He's young. It's a young career. He got beat by the best quarterback in the league. We come into this season. First episode of this show, I said, Jimmy Garoppolo has to step it up. He has to prove that he is the franchise quarterback of this team. If I can see it, some guy who does a podcast in a radio station, if I can see it that there's a problem, there's no reason that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch cannot see that there's a problem. The problem was obvious the first game of the season, but we don't want to overreact. We want to kind of be quiet, right? <laughs> we get to the, some of the, he gets hurt, right? And then we get to that Miami Dolphins game, and he's so bad. And we're like, well, you know, maybe he's just not ready yet. We get to that Seahawks game, and he's so bad to the point where it's finally like, if you have not turned on Jimmy yet, I don't know what you're watching because I don't get it anymore. And if I feel the same way, there's no way Kyle Shanahan doesn't feel the same way. And if your plan going into this season is Jimmy Garoppolo and freaking Andy Dalton, you have failed the fran you failed the fan base. You've not just failed the team and the players and the contracts. You failed the fans. You failed the city of San Francisco. Because this guy is not good enough to win the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. If you are any head coach in this league, your thing has to be. What do I have to do to beat that guy with his stupid hair and his Kermit the Frog voice? And his, I'm gonna. So, so, Nate, what would you have them do if they don't get Stafford? What would be your ideal scenario? You trade whatever it takes to get the quarterback that you want. I think that they have to fix this position this offseason, and that's why I have changed the thing on my Twitter profile from "I want to get Zach Wilson" to "I want Stafford." Is I think they just need to fix the quarterback position because the rest of the team is fine. They are going to find ways to get Verrett back. They're going to find ways to get Trent back. They're going to get this done. You have to fix the quarterback position because Jimmy Garoppolo is not the long-term answer. He's not the next-year answer. He's not the answer to beat Patrick Mahomes. So would, and Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry. Would you like to see them trade up in the draft, or do you think there's another quarterback out there that they should you know, trade away for? 
I think that if Watson isn't available or he's cost too much, Stafford is the next option. And then when after Stafford, I think that you need to spend a lot of time evaluating Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. And I think that one of those guys has to be the pick if there's no one else available because you have to fix this mess. But if you're not crazy, hypothetically, if uh, I'm you know the front office and I'm not crazy about any of those guys, do I just continue building this Super Bowl caliber, caliber team that's maybe still missing a quarterback and then – you know, hope for the best, like what happened in 2019, add some pieces in the draft and then come back uh, next season and and hopefully get a quarterback then. I, Leo knows how I feel about this too. <laughs> I just, I'm playing like, I love, I love, I know you are. That's why I like having, I'm glad we had you on. I get it. This is nice. Cause um, my biggest thing with this is if you don't get a quarterback, you're not winning the Super Bowl. I just think that I, I like what they did in, you know, last year in 2019, but it came, when it came down to it, they weren't able to beat Patrick Mahomes. And if you run it back with the same team, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes. And yes, you could. You, they're going to build the roster. That's who they are. They've built a very good roster. They know how to build a roster. But you know, as much as I will still watch the games and I will still root for them, I don't think if you do not upgrade the quarterback position, you stand any chance against that man with the Kermit the Frog voice and the stupid hair and the Head and Shoulders commercials and Everything about Patrick Mahomes pisses me off because he's so much better than everybody. And the way you beat someone like that is great defense and great quarterback. And do you want to hear something crazy for the people that say uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's a winner, team went to the Super Bowl last year. You guys weren't saying this last year, and now you're saying it. This is crazy that Jimmy Garoppolo had 800 less intended air yards and actual passing yards last season like yeah the same narrative was still there but the team was winning so why are we going to complain when he was one effectively doing it uh well kind of kind of not really because because he did have 13 interceptions still um and there were some more, like for the crowd that says a lot of them bounced off the receiver hands and went into the DBs. Well, yeah, there was a lot that bounced off the linebackers' hands and the cornerback hands too. But let's n- let's not ignore that. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo last year had three thousand one hundred and six intended air yards, and his actual yards on the season was three thousand nine hundred and seventy-eight. So. Over 800 yards was on Yak. It's the same thing this season. Last year, he was at 6.5 intended air yards in 2019. This year is 6.3. It's right on the same narrative. The difference is the players, yeah, they did get hurt a lot in 2019. But for the most part, it wasn't 2020 at all. Like You had Nick Bosa playing in 2020. 19 and that's a big part of the team's success you had d ford a whole lot more whether it was 20 snaps a game when he suited up on sundays that's still more snaps than he played at all this season given any week so that that's the thing it's you have to prepare for to hit the fan and if it's going to you got to have your team built around it to overcome it the chiefs have that in patrick mahomes the Packers have that in Rodgers. The Bucks have that in Brady. Um, yeah, it's 
although Brady had a terrible second half, he still made big plays on the or big throws on the final drive of the season, giving receivers a opportunity to catch the ball based on ball placement. You need to do whatever it takes. And that if that comes down to the Colts offer two first round picks, but you have to offer two and you have to offer two front two first round picks, well, you have twelve. Give them twelve. Get Stafford. Get somebody. Because that is the only way. And I think Stafford, the Stafford news is the best news I think Niners Twitter has had in weeks because I think Stafford is perfect for their situation because they do, it basically makes it where, you know, you won those stupid games against the Rams and the Cardinals, which ruined your draft position, which makes it so you have to pay even more for Trey Lance or for Zach Wilson. Well, instead, just go get Stafford because Stafford can run this offense. He can throw the ball and people are going to be amazed. We had Vish on a couple weeks, and that man loves Stafford more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. And he was telling us when we got off the air even just how great he truly is. And I don't think people understand how great he is because he plays in Detroit. But he is highlight reel constantly. But he plays in Detroit. He's not, and he's not Patrick Mahomes, so nobody talks about him like that. But if we get Stafford versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl, you can bet your ass that the Niners are going to have a chance to win that game at some point. And I think that's why, with this news, this is the biggest news of the offseason so far, and Stafford should be San Francisco before the end of the next three months. Praying hands emoji. Speak it into existence, please. Staff Francisco. Let's do it. I tweeted it. Only, Staff Francisco. Only staffs? No, that's oh, really bad. bad. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Only staff, too. That word. Get Whatever everyone's, everyone wants some staff. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, to, I don't know, dude. You're gonna make me end the show. Um, <laughs> get, 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 just get Stafford in a Niner jersey. I'm sorry I had to rant on people tonight, but like I'm just so sick of Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't like watching him play football. And oh my god, I, the fact that Stafford could be had and in a jersey for the 49ers, and people could get to watch him and see how good he is. Because how many messages I get daily where it's like, oh, he's not even that good. It's like have you watched? The They've game? never watched him play. Guarantee, like. Uh, that's a big guess, but uh, my guess is that they've never watched him play a snap. No, he plays in Detroit, of course not. Anyways, this has been the Niners Nation podcast. Thanks for coming on, Angelina. You want to tell people how they can check out your podcast and let them know when your first episode is going to go up again? Yes, follow us at 49kpod. We're going to have our next episode up next Monday. So uh, follow us on Twitter. Keep an eye out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Angie Sunshine with three E's on the Angie or my co-host, Stephanie Sanchez, at Stragosaurus. If you find one of us, you'll find both of us. So we look forward to you listening. Yeah, support the great 49er girl journalists out there because there's some good ones. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. I wanted to highlight someone who I think is really good and knows what they're talking about, um, which, you know, they're out there. Just got to look for them. We exist. Uh, <laughs> and Leo, how can people check out your stuff? So you can just go ahead and find me on Twitter at leoluna 93 or on 49ersGoldMine.com. That's where you see me in writing. And you can check me out at Niner Nate 49. You can yell at me all you want. If that's all you guys do lately. It is very entertaining. Sometimes I come back to my phone and there are 20 notifications and people think I'm crazy. And I am crazy. I'm losing my mind as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the 49ers. Um, this has been the Niners Nation podcast. Next week, we're going to have a special one for you. Uh, Leo's going out to the senior bowl and we should have someone special for you don't know who it is yet but it's gonna be a good one uh and we don't have to watch kyle trash that's a great thing too 
We will see you next week. Have a good one.